The reality of his situation was broadcasting a scary and dangerous frequency. It is not fake. His trouble was real. And it was imminent. It was happening now. Despite the overwhelming frequency, he chose to rather tune into the frequency of heaven and not the frequency of the trouble. And he wanted to hear what God says about the situation because he knows that God's perspective over any situation is the better perspective. Even when we're caught off God, our Lord is never caught off God. And he will give us a bird's eye view of whatever we are facing. Because of his faith and his choice to see God in the matter, because he chose to tune into God's frequency, God reacted by broadcasting on his frequency. He prayed, fasted, the Spirit came upon a prophet and he spoke, bringing the frequency of heaven into their midst. Now the king and the whole nation hears the encouragement and the instruction of the Lord. Hello and welcome to the Love Key Church podcast, where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. When I, when I was praying about, first of all, whether we should have a New Year's Eve service, and then my wife and I prayed and, and we felt, yes, that's the right thing to do. It's the, it's the right way, the best way to enter a new year is with God in the presence of other people that loves God. And, and as, as I was thinking, praying, and preparing, the word that almost immediately came to my spirit, man, was the word frequency. And I believe that's literally the word for the year and the word for this moment. And I'll explain to you, obviously, in my, in my message tonight, what, what that means. Um, but I want you to already just think about what that means to you. And, and be ready for God to maybe redefine or give it a new meaning in your life as we talk about this tonight. I'm trusting Holy Spirit to help me convey what is laid in my heart to you in an effective and a life-changing way. Because it doesn't help I just speak and nothing changes. So let us trust that this will be a true God encounter that helps all of us to align more with His purposes so that we can reign in life and help others do the same. Amen? That's always the thing we trust God for. I'd like to open with a main verse. And um, I want you to note the numbers that this verse is specifically numbered by. It's the word I'm looking for. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 22. Did you pick up on that? 2 Chronicles 20 verse 22. All right. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, their enemies, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Amen? Can you just let me know that you're alive in the cold out there? Okay, thank you. Anyone online, give us an amen. Give us a hallelujah when you agree with something. I want you to keep that verse in mind. 
as we go through the next few notes that I have and other scriptures. Now, when they began to sing and praise the Lord. It's very important. This word frequency made me dive into some research about the word sound, the word frequency, and you know, being a singer, a musician, a songwriter, I, I know instinctively that, that sound has power. And I have some clue of how a sound wave works and all that kind of stuff. But there is so much more to understand about sound and how powerful it is. It, it plays a very significant role in our lives, a much more significant role than I think most of us realize and that we want to acknowledge. And especially when it challenges us to go out of our comfort zones, we really don't want to talk about it. But I want you to consider a few scientific facts that we know. And I love it, you know, I, I like this line from a, a very good writer, Caroline Leaf. She says, uh, as a, a neuroscientist and a neurologist, she loves it when science finally catches up with the Word of God. <laughs> And this is about something about what I've been seeing as well. So we are physically, as human beings, we're physically made up of about 85% of water. Unless you don't drink enough water, you're about 85% of cream soda. But we're supposed to be about 85% made up of water. And water is one of the most energy conductive materials that we have in the, in, on earth. It is a super conductor of sound we are made up of cells which are made up of dna and 93 percent of the function of dna is light and sound reception and transmission so we are 85 percent water made up of dna and the 93 percent of the role of dna is to receive and transmit light and sound how amazing is that? Your DNA, this is a direct quote from a doctor, Dr. Leonard Horowitz. He says, your DNA is like an antenna to the creator. There's another expert that I, that I listened to and read up on. He's got the seventh most watched TED Talk in the world. His name is Julian Treasure. What a cool surname. <laughs> he says there are four ways that sound affects us. Firstly, it's physiologically. So it's physically a loud, sudden noise. Most of, most of you that get frightened easily will know this. If there's a loud sound behind you, you, you shake and you turn around, you've, you're ready. What happened in that moment was that your body released cortisol and your fight or flight instinct kicked in. That is a physiological response to sound. And External sounds can also affect our brainwaves. Studies have shown that if someone is an effective communicator, a good speaker, then by the end of his talk or his sermon, hopefully, everyone that's been listening will be, will, their brainwaves will be on the same wave as the speaker's brainwaves. Pretty amazing. The second way sound impacts us is psychologically. Our mood, and I think most of us will agree, when you feel down and you listen to a happy song, it lifts your mood. Music is one of the greatest examples of how sound can affect your mood. 
uh, it's been shown that a babbling brook, the sound of water, the sound of birds make us calm. Uh, one of the reasons that is, 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 as long as we hear birds and they are not flying away, we instinctively know it's safe. When the birds fly away, we know trouble is on its way. We've got an instinct about it. So it's a psychological thing as well. Thirdly, sound impacts us cognitively. Now listen to this point that he makes. No one can understand two people talking at the same time. I know some of the ladies will disagree. You think you're hearing everything, but that's kind of the point. You may hear more than one voice, but you cannot listen, understand, comprehend, and apply when two people are speaking. It's impossible for your brain to do that. And most of us will know a noisy environment is not a good working environment. If you, when you can't concentrate, you can't work well. So cognitively, this affects us. He actually says that if you work in 65 decibels or more every day, it will create stress hormones inside your body. It actually contributes to your stress, and you can become sick from that. Your body will react to extensive time in that kind of environment. And then fourthly, sound affects us behaviorally. The final way uh, it is behaviorally, we will tend to move away from unpleasant sound. And if we can even gravitate towards pleasant sounds, we will do that. Sound can cause stress and make us behave negatively. And then, apart from these four things, I know also from a friend of mine that studies how the sound affects the brain, that there's a phenomenon where we as people, we, we, we try to override our natural instincts when it comes to sound. How many of you, when you were younger, maybe some of you that are young, when you used to go, or still go, to a loud club where the music is pumping, they've got the massive bass bins out and it's like, you know, the whole way through. You walk in there and everything in you tells you, this is not good for you. You go like, this is so loud. But because you want to be there, because you think it's cool, or there's someone you like, or whatever the reason might be, you stay. And after 10 minutes, you go, oh, actually, it's not that loud. But it still is the same loud level of loudness. But because you have overridden your natural instinct, your body has gone into a, a sort of a denial. It is because you don't want to flee, so it has to fight. Your fight or flight kicked in, but you decided to fight. <laughs> so your body is now fighting. And what's happening is the hair in the little hairs in your ear is lying down like this, and they are getting damaged. That's why the next morning you wake up and it goes, and there's this, I couldn't do it now, <clears throat> in your ears. Yeah. So that is a way that we can know that we can go against what we actually know is good for us. And we do this in our spiritual lives as well. We can purposefully desensitize ourselves to harmful, to, to take in harmful inputs. Some, some things we know we shouldn't watch, we shouldn't listen to. It's not good for us. Your first reaction to that movie, your first reaction to the lyrics in that song is normally, no, it is the right reaction. But then you go, no, but everyone else is listening to it. Everyone else is watching it. So, 
and then you keep watching, and then after a while you go, oh, it's not that bad. But actually it is. You just desensitized yourself. There are three main frequencies. So our word is frequency, all right? Sound comes in frequencies. There are three main frequencies that I want to talk to us about tonight. It is the frequency we tune into, the frequency we choose to focus on, whether that's God's voice or the world's voice. We are hopefully have all been introduced to this voice, to this frequency when we got saved, became a new creation. Then we could tune in to this voice. Now, over time, this voice is supposed to become familiar. This frequency should be something we want to listen to. And we learn to distinguish it from others. Amen? Later on, we should be longing for it, depending on it, and wanting to obey it. And in essence, we respond to His frequency of love. Because that is His main frequency, is a frequency of love, His definition of love. The second frequency is the frequency we create. What, what is coming from us? What is the sound that we are generating? Is it a sound that pleases God? Is it a sound that is a sound of worship and praise to our God? When we get saved, we start creating our own frequency of worship, and our spirit connects and reacts to the frequency of the Creator. We just heard that we are 85% water, and we are affected by sound. We are affected by frequencies. Now, if you are exposed to the frequency of heaven, then your body will start resonating at the same frequency as heaven. Does that make sense? That is not just spiritual. It is also physical. God hears our frequency of worship, and He is pleased. And our frequency of worship is also how we respond to His Word. It is not just when we worship and adore and praise Him. It is that, but also how do we respond to His frequency by following His instruction and His leading? If we are operating on a frequency of obedience, and are we frequently obedient or somewhat obedient? In other words, how frequent is your obedience? If we love Him, we will keep His commandments. That's what Jesus says in John 14, 15. So our frequency should be one of love back to the Father. His frequency is love. So our frequency back to Him should be love. It should resonate what He is already sending to us. The freq- and thirdly, is the frequency with which we tune in and create our own frequency. In other words, how frequently do we tune in to God's frequency? And how frequently do we create a frequency of worship towards Him? All of these things, these three things, I believe God is reminding us how important this is as we step into a new year. That everything we hope, dream, want, desire, it's all wrapped up in these three things. And I know it's just a different way of saying the old basics. Spend time with God. But it is a reminder 
going into this new year, going into this new season, going into the promises of God that He's given us, we need to be so tuned in to hear His frequency. We need to be so tuned in to worshiping Him and to doing it frequently so that He can uh, fulfill His purposes that He has for us in our lives. Are you in agreement? All right. That is the main points I want to bring across. And I want to show to us from Scripture how this lines up. And we're going to go back to the very beginning. Because it's a very good place to start from a well-known song. All right. In Genesis, we learn that the Creator created everything by speaking it. What came out of his mouth when he spoke? Sound. He created with a frequency. And the whole of creation vibrates on the frequency of God. I know when I speak about frequencies and vibrations, some of you might go, ooh, that's New Age. What if New Age people stole certain truths from God's creation and just manipulated and counterfeited it so that we think it's wrong? What if we are missing out on the truth of this? So don't be freaked out because it's scientifically proven that everything has a frequency. Each one of us here tonight has a frequency. It's a very low frequency, but we have a frequency. Anyway, the point is God spoke and He created. Genesis 1 verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse 6, Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Verse 9, Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is, it, is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the light and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, the Trinity, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle all the things that he said let it be so he now puts man over it would you agree that everything came to be out of god creating sound speaking sound okay now let's jump to matthew 17 verse 5 we see that god the father spoke about his son and what does he say? The first time we hear a similar comment to this is right after Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist. And God speaks from heaven and says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now we hear something similar in Matthew 17 verse 5. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to these three important words from the Father. Listen to him. Listen to him. Very important. 
Why? Because Jesus has a frequency. He is speaking to us. We need to listen to the frequency. What did we learn earlier? We can hear different things, but we, can't, we don't always listen. Hearing is your ears taking in information. Listening is understanding and applying the information. The shepherd's voice, we see, he says, he's talking about hearing and listening. In John 10 verse 27 in the Amplified, Jesus is speaking about how he is the good shepherd. And he says, the sheep that are my own, in other words, my children, born again, saved, Holy Spirit filled, connected to Jesus, they hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will never ever perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. What a promise. The consequences of only hearing but not listening and obeying. Listen to this from Luke 6. This is a very well-known parable. I always thought just this just meant I need to build my life on Jesus, but it means so much more than that. It means that I need to obey what he says. Jesus is speaking. He says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it. For it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. Immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. So we have three main frequencies. God's frequency, my frequency, and the frequency with which I choose to tune into Him and to create my frequency to Him. All right, those are the three things. I've showed you these scriptures. I've shown you the importance of not just hearing, but also listening and doing. To the frequency of God. Okay. <laughs> we are outside. It is unpredictable what will happen. We're going to look at the story of Jehoshaphat. Now, if you've been following our church for a while, you, you may have heard me speak about Jehoshaphat a few times, but the story of Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, from which our first verse came, verse 22, is just such a powerful story. And I love the fact that, you know, I thought, I wonder if there's a cool verse that is 2022. <laughs> and when I came across this one, I was like, yes, one of my favorites. I thought this is so powerful. We're going to look at the biblical account of how this works that we are talking about and what, how we can learn to apply it to our own lives as we enter the new year. You see, we can all try to come up with, this new, year's, with new Year's resolutions and a list of good intentions that we have, but the only way we will gain and sustain lasting 
transformational change in our lives is when we truly surrender ourselves to God, spend as much time with Him as possible, and when He speaks and we go where He leads. That is the only way. Anything else is behavioral behavior modification that will only last a little while. So let us look at Joshua. This is where the first main verse come from. We're going to look at it just quickly again. It says in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 22, Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. We're going to see the context from that just now. In the, con- the context prior to this chapter 20, King, King um, Jehoshaphat was actually in a very good space. He had a bit of a mishap trying to follow the king of Israel, trying to make him happy. This is an example of where he was trying to do what he, think was, he thinks was right. But God didn't tell him to do it. And he was actually trying to help the king of Israel to, I think he was trying to bridge the gap between Judah and Israel, trying to follow this Ahab. But Ahab was an evil king and God didn't like him. God wanted to get rid of him. So, but he gets out of that and it's almost like he gets a pass. And, but he's at a very good place. There's peace. He's very rich. And he's, this, uh, the sum at the end of chapter 19 puts his men in his, at his disposal, his army, at 1.5 million people. You're not impressed. I'm, I was impressed. That's like a lot of people. So that's the picture we have. Then in 2 Chronicles 20 from verse 1, suddenly this picture changes drastically. And we read this. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them beside the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Now, after verse 1 to 4, we keep on reading the story. And we see that Jehoshaphat starts praying to God, calling on the promise which he made to Solomon just a few chapters before. When Solomon instituted the temple and invited God to come and dwell in the temple, God made promises. One of the well-known promises many of us will know is 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. Who knows what that says? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. This is the promise that Jehoshaphat is standing upon as he prays. He knows what happened with Solomon, and now he's calling on that promise of God. He calls God's promises into remembrance. In the next moment, the Spirit of God comes upon Jehaziel, a prophet, and he speaks. He starts off with an encouragement saying, Do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God, you know that verse? It's powerful. Then the prophet, God speaking through the prophet, God's frequency coming through the prophet, 
speaks to them and tells them exactly what the strategy of the enemy will be and gives instruction as to what the people of Judah should do, specifically stating that they would not need to fight in this battle. He says, position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. He says it again. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. You will not battle, but go out against them. Early the next morning, King Jehoshaphat encouraged them by stirring up their faith in God in his, and in his prophets. Then he appoints singers and those who are to, I love this phrase, praise the beauty of His holiness. And that is what we did earlier tonight. We praised the beauty of God's holiness. And they went out before the army. And Now, the worshipers, the singers, went out before the guys with swords and spears and, sh- spears and shields. Imagine you're that worship leader. Got a little lure, lyre, and a little tambourine. There's, if you are 1.5 million and you are scared of a great multitude, how big are they? 3 million? 5 million? I've seen what 1.5 million people looks like at a prayer day. Imagine that all of those are warriors. The worshipers are coming over the hill. They're going to go, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And they're seeing 3 million people coming to kill them. And the warriors are behind you. And they're going, yes, sing a licky. Sing for us a licky. Maaki patrach. And they go. But this is so powerful. We get our main verse again. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, and who had come against Judah, the people of God, and they were defeated. They killed each other. All right. I want to I show you the summary of this. So in what we can draw from this story. In terms of our message tonight, Jehoshaphat is in a good place with God. We can say, I think we can derive well from this story that Jehoshaphat had a relationship with God. He loved God. He wanted to do things God's way. When you read Chronicles and you read Kings, he is one of the very few kings that it's not said about him. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Many of the kings were like that. Jehoshaphat was one that stands out. He loved God. He wanted to do things his way. He was in tune with God's frequency. And because of his love for God and his relationship with God, we can know that he spent time worshiping God and studying his word and that he did it frequently. Jehoshaphat is an example for us to be in tune with God's frequency, to have a frequency of worship towards God, and to do those things frequently. Would you agree? All right. An enemy comes. Jehoshaphat's in a good place. He loves God. He's in a relationship with Him. Why do bad things happen to good people? He could have asked that. Here comes an enemy, an enemy greater than 1.5 million. Must be really big. It is unprovoked and unexpected. It is overwhelming. The Bible says he fears. 
But what is his first reaction? After he feels the fear, he seeks the Lord. He sets himself to seek the Lord. That's what the word says. And he, he just, he not fasts only himself, but he makes the whole nation fasts, fast. The reality of his situation was broadcasting a scary and dangerous frequency. It is not fake. It was real. His, his trouble was real. Would you agree? And it was imminent. It was happening now. Despite the overwhelming frequency, he chose to rather tune into the frequency of heaven and not the frequency of the trouble. And, and he wanted to hear what God says about the situation. Because he knows that God's perspective over any situation is the better perspective. Even when we're caught off guard, our Lord is never caught off guard. And he will give us a bird's eye view of whatever we are facing. Would you agree? Amen. Because of his faith and his choice to see God in the matter, in other words, because he chose to tune into God's frequency, God reacted by broadcasting on his frequency, speaking through a prophet. That is the reaction. He prayed, fasted, the Spirit came upon a prophet, and he spoke, bringing the frequency of heaven into their midst. Now the king and the whole nation hears the encouragement and the instruction of the Lord. Come on, man, that's awesome. They hear, but they still have the choice to listen and obey. Would you agree with me that for the most part, our privileged group of people in South Africa who grew up in a sort of a church environment, we have heard the gospel many times. Would you agree? We even see in the statistics of our nation that over 80% say they are Christian. But it doesn't look that way. Could it be that there are too many of us only hearing the Word of God and not listening to the Word of God and obeying the Word of God? The king, Jehoshaphat, listens and obeys. Interesting to note, he is not specifically instructed to worship God when they go to the battlefield. But he was told that they would not need to fight. But they still go up against the enemy and stand. That was the instruction. Out of his heart for God, out of his love for God, and out of having a habit of praising and worshiping God, he instructs the people to praise the beauty of God's holiness. And the moment they did that, the enemy was defeated. The moment they responded with the frequency of worship to the frequency of God's instruction, everything changed. Can you see that? Oh, I'm excited about it. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, after that, 1.5 million soldiers couldn't pick up the spoil in less than three days. Can you imagine? So let's say there were three million enemy, and they now kill themselves. Now imagine that picture. I know it's very hard to imagine that of three million dead people, with all their gold, silver weapons, 
It's lying there. Kilometers. Kilometers. It takes 1.5 million soldiers three days to pick up the spoil. They did not fight the battle. They sang some songs to God. It is an impossible miracle. It is supernatural. It is above what's natural. What would any other king that doesn't serve God, what would they have done in his place? Feared? Try to make a deal. Try to surrender maybe. Maybe they would do something like that. But not Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat stood firmly and powerfully in obedience towards God. What can we see and what can we learn from this story? We can see that we can either have a frequency of faith or a frequency of fear. We can either have a frequency of worshiping God or a frequency of idolizing the things of this world. We can have a frequency of heaven or a frequency of hell. We can have a frequency of God's presence or the frequency of my own strength that I'm trying to do things in. And finally, we can have the frequency of God's voice or the frequency of the world's voice or the devil's voice. I want to remind you of this point that a very clever person that knows much more about sound technically than we all do but it lines up with the Word of God beautifully. You may hear more than one voice, but you can only listen to one. The world may be screaming things at you. Situations may be screaming things at you. Maybe 2021 was a really horrible year with a lot of challenges, and maybe you're still stuck on some of those things. Maybe you feel fearful, afraid, worried, anxious, are you letting that frequency be the main frequency in your life? Or are you choosing that despite this frequency, I will rather tune into the frequency of heaven, the frequency of God, and see what he has to say. And then I will do what he says, even though it doesn't make sense. Even though it doesn't look like the right decision in terms of this world. In terms of what people around me may be saying. The one guy that I listened to said, you don't have ear lids, like eyelids. You can close your eyes if you want to not see something, but you don't have ear lids. You can put your fingers in your ears, but you, you're not going to stop hearing sound. But you can choose what you allow to listen to once again. And this is so important. As we all enter a new year, let, our purpose, let us purpose in our spirit beings and our hearts and minds to put God first. To put focusing and tuning into His frequency first. Let, let us make Him the main frequency in our lives. And let us make sure that we are, our frequency is one of worship and praise towards Him. And that we tune into Him and worship Him as frequently as possible. Our calendar 
is going to fill up for the new year. We are going to get busy. We are going to have good intentions the first week or two of January. And then life's going to get real. The question is, how much priority will God receive in 2022? Will he be as important as something that was written into your Google calendar? Or will you just some mornings go, ah, you'll understand and sleep in because I have that nine o'clock meeting. But you're on time for the nine o'clock meeting. How do we prioritize him? It's a choice. And it's a choice that should come out of a place of love. The main frequency of God, the main frequency of heaven is one of love. For God so loved the world. God so loves each and every one of us that he gave his only son so that none might perish but have everlasting life. That is the frequency that he's sending through his son, through his word in relationship with us. If we receive it, then we will start resonating the same frequency of love. And what are the two most important commandments? Love God, love people. We cannot love God and people in the biblical sense of love without the supernatural input and ability that God gives us. We cannot. The kind of love that it requires, human beings in our own cannot do it. Because it's sacrificial, it is serving, and it's all the time. We tend to go for transactional and not unconditional, but conditional. I will love you if. I will love you as long as. I will serve you if you show me that you are grateful. Even that's a condition. You see, already we fall out of the boat. <laughs> We need, we need God's frequency of love to so resonate with us that that is the only frequency of love that we will emit in our lives. Amen? And there's only one way to do that. Spend time with Him. Spend time reading His Word. Spend time asking Holy Spirit to speak to you. Spend time worshiping Him. Being quiet before Him. Switching off everything else switching off all the other frequencies like Whitney Houston there in the background and just focusing on God, focusing on Him. Remember, we can desensitize ourselves to the, the frequencies we should not be exposing ourselves to, to the point that we think it's good that we are, to the point that we only listen to that frequency and not the frequency of heaven anymore. I learned something very interesting. It's a, it's a little bit off topic, but it, it's, it's fascinating. There are the frequencies that are in creation that are healthy and good and connect us to the Creator have, was discovered a long time ago. But in the early 1900s, some people that wanted to do population... Um, manipulation and propaganda decided that the, the, the note A, which is the note from where we pitch, uh, uh, sorry, tune music instruments to, they said that it, it, 
the one that the that the universe is actually set to is a 432 hertz but they decided to make it 440 hertz and to set all international tuning to that so it's only 8 hertz out from what it should be but there are massive consequences for that in terms of music and the, this, one of the scientists that I listen to says that this causes us to not function in our, to our full capacity because we are not tuning into God with our antenna to the most effective way. How crazy is that? So God operates on a frequency. It is physically proven. And even in music, and remember the Bible says the, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. So if he can manipulate modern music, he will. If he can affect us in that way, he will. Now, in saying that, I have to acknowledge that even the songs we did earlier was in 440 <laughs> because everything is tuned to 440. But I'm now dreaming about making a worship album in 432 and seeing what that does. Anyway, the point is we need to know that the world we are in, remember the Bible says we are not of this world. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And Romans 12 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we do that? That is, that is another way of saying, don't tune into the frequency of this world. Stay in the frequency of heaven. Amen? So many more scriptures that I can give you. But I, I want us to, to take what we heard tonight. And I want us to sing two more worship songs. And then I'm going to give time for one or two uh, testimonies or prophetic words, if anyone has that. And that should take us to 12 o'clock when we can do a countdown together. Are you guys going to last that long? It's another 40 minutes. <laughs> Speak your coat now. But, but we're, going to, we're going to get you moving on these songs. <laughs> so hopefully they'll get the blood flowing. Uh, but before we do that, let's just take a moment and pray. And then we, we can apply this reflection and response in these songs as well. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Father, that you are with us in this evening. I thank you that you blessed our time together. I thank you for this word frequency. I thank you that we can know that you are always speaking. You are always broadcasting your love from heaven. But we may not be always tuning in to that frequency of heaven. But Lord, Lord, we want a purpose tonight to go into this new year doing that on a daily basis. To make that our main priority. To make that our main focus. To honor you, glorify you, listen to you and do what you say. Because that is how we love you. And we know that you say what you say and you do what you do out of love for us. And we are so grateful for that, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to give this moment to you, we want to give this time to you, we want to dedicate this year that we are going into to you. Amen. And we, we want to do that with all that we are. As we worship you now, Lord, we want to tune in to your frequency and we want to create a frequency of worship towards you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you are here with us. And we can know from your word and from the story of Jehoshaphat, that the battle, whatever battle we may be facing, truly belongs to you. 
And we are grateful for that, Jesus. Let us stand. And wherever you are online, stand right now with us. And let us praise our God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As we look back on this year, Father, we just want to lay those things before you that we feel should have happened but didn't happen the way that we wanted it to happen. And we just want to lay that at your feet and ask, Lord, that you will help us to keep our faithfulness patient before you and that you will strengthen us as we go into this new year. And Lord, those words and those promises that you have spoken over us, over our lives, that we have maybe forgotten or neglected or think it's never going to happen, we want to call that into remembrance tonight and ask that you will help us to hold on to those words and stand on them in Jesus' name. All right, let's do our countdown. Go to that nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. One happy new year! Yay! Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church podcast message of the week. I trust that you had a life-changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life. And may you be inspired to share this with others. Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you, your marriage and your family. Bye-bye.